Good morning, church. It's good to see everybody here. Uh, we're going to have our time for sharing testimonies. And uh, you know, one of the things we're going to talk about is, is how Emmanuel has showed up. How has God been with us? Uh, especially uh, looking back over the last year, what are those ways that God has shown up in, in a, uh, a special way, a sustaining way for you? And you um, uh, you know, I, when I think of Jesus showing up, it, it wasn't in, in any grand way. It was in a poor baby uh, born in a, in a barn, basically, on the backside of, of, of the, the inns. You know, it's kind of like we'd say in a garage today, uh, living homeless almost. And um, so that's how God works sometimes in these small, uh, small ways. Uh, this this last uh, couple months have been tough for our family, my extended family. Uh, my sister-in-law Pam got uh, COVID, and um, she she was she's she's coming along, but it's been it's it's a, a long slog for her. She lost 30 pounds, even though she's thin to begin with, and so just tough stuff. But then her daughter uh, Mandy, who's not even 50, I don't think. Um, Mandy, uh, she got cancer uh, in in her lymph nodes, and um, and so uh, we had a Zoom call last night, and okay, I get choked up. One of the things that happened, I lost uh, we lost our nephew Patrick to leukemia when he was 16 years old, and uh, somebody had given him this little statue uh, as a as a sign of God's presence and encouragement to him, and. When my brother got cancer, he died, he died of his fifth cancer. And somewhere along the way, Patrick, before he died, passed this statue on to Steve and to encourage him in his journey. Well, his son, Joe, was with Steve when he died. And Joe got the statue. And Steve had also been gifted this little, this little button almost that was uh, round and had a word, word of encouragement. Um, you know, to keep going day by day. And, and so Joe ended up with these. And so when, Pan, when, when Mandy got her cancer diagnosis, Joe sent these encouragements from those who've passed on in our family to, to encourage her to keep, keep going day by day. Uh, when Steve died, his, his widow, Mimi, uh, she gave me one of Steve's t-shirts. And every time I go into the hospital, for my cancer treatments. You know, I'm wearing one of Steve's t-shirts to remind me that my little brother had that courage to go through what he went through and he's there to encourage me. So, so these small gifts of love have been a key part of encouraging me, encouraging our family. And uh, what are the gifts of love that we've been receiving or that maybe we've given? You know, in our, in our neighborhood, we, we see this a lot where we live in Hamtramck. Um, Sharon has made uh, Nisu bread, this special Christmas bread, and given it to our family, our neighbors. And our next door neighbor, uh, Omer, he's, uh, he came and shoveled our walk uh, with the snowstorm. And, you know, just love being exchanged um, in so many different ways. And that that's been such an encouragement to us, and, uh, and I know that that's been something that many of you participated in. So as you're, as you're thinking, I uh, would love you to put your name in the chat, and, uh, and then we'll spotlight you and get you unmuted so that you can share how has 
Emmanuel, how has God been with you and with us in our communities and especially sustaining us in these long times? You know, we just sang about Emmanuel helping us in a time of exile. And if anything, 2020 has been a time of exile. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so, and families showed up in different ways, sometimes blood family, sometimes church family, sometimes community family. Uh, right now, the warming center, a lot of folks are volunteering and coming together to be family to, to those with no home. So put your name in the chat and, uh, and share a story about how, how God has been with us. If not, maybe we'll have to sing Oh Come, O Come, Emmanuel one more time. <laughs> All right, let me pray. Lord God, we thank you for coming among us. We thank you for the ways that you have shown up uh, in our lives and in the lives of those in our church. And we thank you for times when we felt in exile and alone, cut off, locked down, and you've found ways to connect. And we give praise for that. And so, God, may we be people that also bear witness to Emmanuel. We pray especially for those who are going to be working in the warming center, and uh, even today, uh, is, uh, folks are, are there at, uh, at Genesis, uh, we pray that you would encourage them, that you would be Emmanuel there, God with them. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks, Dan. Good morning and welcome to Genesis. I'm Amy, and I hope you all had a wonderful Christmas whatever that looked like for you. I went to the Christmas carols and candlelighting in the parking lot at church on Christmas Eve. And there is nothing like having no band that shows you, you don't know the third and fourth forces to Christmas carols. But thankfully we were standing next to Amanda Voltaggio. So she was able to lead us in our little corner of the parking lot. So if you're watching today's service on Facebook, please go to our website and fill out the virtual green card for your prayer requests. And for those on Zoom, you can use the chat function to enter your prayer request at this time. But if you prefer the prayer to be private, you can select Bo from the drop down menu and that'll go directly to him. And at this time, Bo will pull up the poll for those seeking connection. Um, and so if you're interested in any of those items, please take a look and select if you wanna connect with us. So today my announcements are primarily about the warming center and I have quite a few updates. So please bear with me. I will also mention that while I'm giving updates we'll also drop some information in the chat. So if you have specific questions as I go through the announcements please send those directly to the warming center email which we'll provide, sound good? So this year Genesis and several other churches are hosting the Warming Center for 14 nights again this year from January 24th through February 6th. And new this year because of COVID, we will have a 30 guest maximum capacity 
and we will have fewer, fewer volunteer spots, but still many opportunities for you to serve. Um, the safety protocols we'll be following have been developed in conjunction with the Open County Health Department and the COVID Task Force. So some vol uh, volunteer opportunities are to be an overnight host, which is the most important role. You can be a greeter, you can hand out snacks and drinks, or you can help set up the warming center or tear down after it's all over. We will not be handing out clothing or lunches this year, nor will we be having a medical team because the guests who are spending the night with us will also be spending their days at the Welcome Inn and the Welcome Inn provides those services. And we also won't be collecting physical items for the warming center, but we will be accepting cash donations via Venmo. So to purchase those supplies that are normally donated like underwear and socks, granola bars, coffee cups, et cetera. And so you'll see that information in the chat as well. There will be a mandatory training for all overnight hosts and greeters on Sunday, January 17th from 1230 to two on Zoom. And myself, along with the Warming Center Committee will be leading that and we'll be sending more information to you um, in the coming weeks. And you can find more about our safety protocols on the Sign Up Genius page. Look for that link in the chat here. And we're gonna be happy to answer any specific questions that you have. And like I mentioned, you can send those questions to the Warming Center email address listed in the chat. But for those of you who are not able to serve at the Warming Center this year, there are two additional opportunities. You can join the prayer team, which Bo will be hosting every week on Sunday, and you can join him tonight at 7 p.m. And that'll go through until February 28th. You can also volunteer for the weekend day program, and there are a variety of shifts and roles on Saturdays and Sundays. So please look for information about both of those in the chat too. So I think that's it for me today, but we will, coming, we will be coming back to you every Sunday um, with more information on the Warming Center, updates on volunteer opportunities from now through February. So stay tuned and truly thank you in advance for helping us to serve our guests during this pandemic year. Thank you so much, Amy, for uh, sharing that with us today. And Nate was sharing with me the one of the before we were coming on the call about the warming center and just the ache of it right the the ache of uh, the, the warming center is different this year because the, the the guests are in the program like 24 hours a day seven days a week and it's really difficult and our guests with some addiction issues our guests with anxiety our guests with pain and intense trauma it's just it isn't working for them right and that that hurts i know that nate was feeling that hannah a number of our servants were aching right because we were wanting to put together something that worked right that worked for people and they're knowing a number of people who's not working so um at this moment we don't we don't know the answer but we're wanting to pray right how to how to pray and um, and I'm also inviting you just as you're seeing people out. And yes, there are resources and yes, there are warming centers, but a number of those things aren't, aren't working for people who are in such need, right? So don't know the answer, but I invite you to ache with us and to pray with us. And so again, as Amy kind of said, hey, throw your name in the chat if you want that Zoom invite, but we're gonna be praying tonight at seven. Um, the uh, warming center is transitioning tonight from Emmanuel Bethel to um, Renaissance Vineyard in Ferndale. So they're gonna, this is the first transition of the season. 
And we're going to be praying for them as they transition. So at 7 p.m. tonight, if you want to let me know, you can throw your name in the chat and I'll send you the Zoom. It's the same link every night or every Sunday night. So we'd love to have you a part of that. But let me just pause and and with, with that in mind for what we shared, let me just pause and pray. Father, uh, you are the God who comes near to the broken. You're the one who comes and brings healing. You're the one who bandages wounds. You're, you're the one who steps into our brokenness. And there is no brokenness that is too big. Lord, we, we, have, we have wanted to step in into love, to give of ourselves. And we still see so many needs. God, have mercy. Have mercy, Lord. And our brothers and sisters, Lord, that are stuck in addiction, and even the, the love and the support we're trying to give isn't working for them, we, Lord, have mercy. Give us eyes to see, Lord, and ideas and your protection, God. Have mercy, Lord, to the vulnerable. For those who have mental illness, what's not working, Lord. Even the safety nets that we create are not working. So God, have mercy. Jesus, we ask for your help. Holy Spirit, as we are overwhelmed, lead us into your way. Amen. Uh as always, we you know we we would we stand we standardly pause for an offering of sorts, right? And it's all digital now. And again, that's just to say thank you, thank you for your sharing, thank you for your participation, thank you for for being a part, right? Being a part of the family and, and meeting needs and participating in the ministry of Genesis, um, for participating in your neighborhoods, participating in the warming center, right? This, this is good. I'm grateful for you. I'm grateful for the love that you're continuing to share and to give. And so thank you. For those you've showed up and you're, you're even in need and you're overwhelmed with that, may, may we follow the pattern of Jesus where he's like, Lord, give us, he taught us to pray, right? Give us today what we need. <clears throat> give us what we need. Uh, but, but as you know, for the, for the giving, you've got the opportunity to be able to give. You can do that digitally. You can email it. You can mail it. But, but thank you, thank you, thank you. For those of you who switched your pattern. So let me, um, let me pray for that. So Father, for those who stepped in this morning in need financially, who, who have a need that has yet being met, Lord, uh, whose unemployment, God, ran out yesterday, and they're feeling heavy, Lord, like a safety net is gone. Father, give us today our daily bread. You are our net. You are our protection. You are our shield. Provide, Lord. Lord, we have neighbors. We have family members. We have members of this community who fall into those categories, Lord, of need and concerned for today and the needs of today. Lord, there's people all over this world who are in that Lord, show us the opportunities, Lord, out of love that we could step in with you and love. Lord, meet those out of your abundance and your goodness. We pray in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.
All right. Good morning again. Be before we um, move in, just a little word of encouragement this morning that I, I have for you. I wanted to start um, with this. It's a, it's a perspective moment, right? You've showed up here into our Zoom service or on Facebook, and, and sometimes we can get hung up in some ideas that that might be a bit superstitious and we can treat the God of the universe who there's only one of the kind, right? The Lord, our God, who's so unique. We can, we can treat God with maybe some of these like superstitious thoughts. We can even come in thinking, oh, give me the secrets to know what's the one thing I need to do to get God on my side. What's the thing I need to do in order for God to be happy with me so that, that my, the tide can change, right? What, what's the angle or the habit or the practice that will get God to love me? And so sometimes, I don't know if, you're, if you come into that, you can even hear some of the encouragement that we give of serving the poor and engaging in God's word or this, and we can think that's just the angle for God to be happy with us. That's the way in order to get success. I want us to breathe in a deeper truth because that actually isn't true. <laughs> there is no angle or habit or practice or something that you do that gets God to love you. You are seated right now. You, 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 you wherever you're sitting or standing, just as you are, just in all of your brokenness, that the brokenness you're aware of, the brokenness that you're unaware of, with all of your strengths and weaknesses, God's intense love is with you and for you. There is no angle, no practice or habit that could increase God's love for you. That would change it. Nothing. He loves you deeply and immensely. You are loved right now. Fully. No ifs, no um, but thens, no ands, right? No, you're loved. And you don't need to do more to be loved. You are. And so I just want to invite you to breathe that in and to sit in that truth. The reality of the faithful love of our God. That we can rest in his faithful love towards us through Jesus. You are loved. Can you breathe that in? If we don't start there, we'll be tempted to hear everything that we incline ourselves today with a filter that just that you that you think, oh, they're telling me to do more. They're telling me to write or whatever it is. There's no. May you may you be postured and seated in this place of kindness and love from God your Father and Savior. We want to start there. So uh, may you breathe that in and do that. Here's the other place that I also want you to go because I think it should be sort of be helpful. I'm gonna launch a poll here. I've called it big feelings. We do this with harvest a lot and sometimes it's helpful for me, right? <laughs> um, and this is anonymous and you can answer more than one if there's more people or maybe there, but which word best describes how you're feeling currently? 
fatigued, optimistic, reflective, overwhelmed, sad, angry, happy. Again, if you don't see your word and you want to throw it into the chat, you certainly can, but that will not be um, private then. But if, there, if you want to throw it in there, you can send it to me if there's a word that better describe. Which word best describes how you're feeling currently? Right now, the winner is fatigued. With a second being overwhelmed. <laughs> With a few being reflective. A few being happy. Which word is which for you? word best describes you take a minute we'd love to have the answer pick one right or throw it in the chat which one describes you what, what is the word describing you you can throw it into the chat on facebook too what word best describes you looks like we had um re reflective that the the winner i mean they they all the, the only one that didn't get any hits was angry so no one has stepped in angry this morning or you just you just don't want to tell us so or you're you know right but um all of the others have been hit right so at 12 responses for fatigued had um seven i believe i can show it because this was anonymous there you go that's for for those of you who gathered and willing to answer that's how we responded that's where we are this morning, right? A, a mixture of fatigue and some optimism, reflective, right? As we're turning into the next year. I think those were the two words that I was processing this morning, right? Or the, at least the ones I sat with Carmel yesterday and was talking about this morning and, and some words of encouragement for everybody. And she was like, man, fatigued. That, that, people are just fatigued, right? That this is going on and on the patterns, you know, right? And, and I was feeling reflective, right? Wanting to be reflective for this year. I see a number of you are overwhelmed. Some are sad and some are happy. Thank you so much for sharing this morning. As we sit in those feelings, <laughs> right? In, in those, um, I wanted us to sit with the Lord with them. I think it's so helpful just to acknowledge where we are and to embrace that and to be like, yep, here's where I am. I'm tired. I'm weary. I'm reflective. I'm sad. I'm overwhelmed. That's where I've been sitting a lot. Psalm 142 verse 3 for me, it was so meaningful. I was read, this was a verse of, uh, from the Psalms from last week. It says this, when I'm overwhelmed, you alone know the way I should turn. The Lord is the only one who knows in which the way I should turn. Psalm 147 this week was one of the ones that grabbed me hard this week. It says, the Lord, he takes no pleasure in the strength of a horse or in human might. I think that's, I think that's important, right? Like God takes no pleasure in human might because I think at times we think that God does take pleasure in might. Like we need to be mighty and strong. But 
God doesn't take pleasure in that. Those, those things are, are not bad, right? But it's not that he overwhelmingly delights in human strength. He says, no, the Lord's delight is in those who fear him. If you want to know what that means, he says it in the next verse. Those who put their hope in his unfailing love. That's what God is delighting in. So if you're not feeling strong this morning, you're feeling empty, you're feeling overwhelmed, you're feeling fatigued, feeling weary, right? You are reflective. You can kind of know that, oh, God's delight is not in that, but he does delight in those whose hope is in God's unfailing love that is more consistent than anything we know. This morning, I wanted to pause with this sort of sense of maybe fatigue, weariness mixed with reflection, right? As we turn into the new year and as I was in it and I love Dan's, man, Dan's beautiful story of, in his family of those who are wrestling with tough news, right? Hard realities and, and overwhelming disease, right? And, and death and yet loving each other, and those who seem to be growing in their weakness would continue to love each other. I love that, right? Where they would pass on these, these reminders of like hope and faithfulness and in their weakness and God's goodness, right? I'm sharing that. That's, that was beautiful, Dan. Thank you. And I, I had Romans or Hebrews 12. I just want to read this before I invite, I'm going to invite Tony to share this word that he thinks he's hearing, that it's a prophetic sense from God, right? I want to invite him to share this, but I want to read this Hebrews 12 for the weary. And this is in verse one, it says, therefore, since we're surrounded by a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, and Dan, that's what I was thinking about when you shared those stories of your 16-year-old nephew and your little brother, right? And, And those others who were in front of you and around you in these battles. We have this huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith. Let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. Let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. I love that. He is the one who initiates and perfects your faith. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, disregarding its shame. Now he is seated in the place of honor besides God's throne. Think of all the hostility he endured from sinful people. Then you won't become weary and give up. So we're going to keep our eyes on Jesus. At Hebrews 12 goes on and, and the author starts describing these two mountains that people come to. And one of them is the mountain that Israel came to to receive the word of God in the Torah, right? And he's describing this mountain that when they were in the desert, in the wilderness, right? It was kind of a scary place, this place of exile. He describes this mountain, he called it Mount Sinai, this physical mountain. And then the author is describing this mountain that we're coming to right now. So let me read this to you. It starts in verse 18 and goes to verse 25. 
you have not come to a physical mountain, to a place of flaming fire, darkness, gloom, and whirlwind, as the Israelites did at Mount Sinai. For they heard an awesome trumpet blast and a voice so terrible that they begged God to stop speaking. They staggered back under God's command. If even an animal touches the mountain, it must be stoned to death. Moses himself was so frightened at the sight that he said, I'm terrified and trembling. This was the Mount Sinai, right? This was when they received the law. They were terrified. And this all they're saying, hey, you're not coming to that mountain. That the people were terrified to hear God speak. They were like, don't speak because we're going to die. He says, no, you come to a different mountain. This is verse 22. No, you have come to Mount Zion, to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to countless thousands of angels in a joyful gathering. You have come to the assembly of God's firstborn children whose names are written in heaven. You have come to God himself, who is the judge over all things. You have come to the spirits of the righteous ones in heaven who have now been made perfect. You have come to Jesus, the one who mediates the new covenant between God and people and to the sprinkled blood which speaks of forgiveness instead of crying out for vengeance like the blood of Abel. Verse 25, be careful that you do not refuse to listen to the one who is speaking. And so that, that verse was saying, hey, we're not coming to a mountain where we have to be terrified of the one who is speaking. We're coming to the one who cries out forgiveness through the blood of Jesus, who cries out that, to the, to the new firstborn who's coming to us. And we can say, let's open our ears to the one who is speaking. That's what I was hearing this morning, this reflective season. And I wanted to invite Tony because Tony's been sharing with me what he's been hearing from the Lord in a prophetic sense. And in, in 1 Corinthians, it talks about prophecy being a thing that's meant to strengthen, encourage, and comfort for the good of the church. And, and Tony felt like he was hearing something he thought was for the church. And so Tony, I want to invite you to um, to share. Great, thank thanks, Bo. Can you uh, everybody hear me? Okay. All right, perfect. Uh, well, uh, it's good to be with everybody this morning, and thanks, Bo, for uh, asking me to share this morning. Um, I think the prophets in the Bible always felt a uh, little, little hesitancy to share God's word with the people, and you know, like Jonah jumped off the ship and got it went off to knit didn't want to go to Nineveh and share the word he wanted to get as far away and he got swallowed up by a whale and spit out so I don't want to get my skin all bleached by the saliva of the whale and have to go through all that suffering I figure I would just share and, and uh, hope, hopefully uh, nothing bad will happen to me like Jonah anyways um, yeah prophecy is a weird thing so I, I definitely have that have been told I have that gifting I score high on that you know the assessments and things like that but the weird thing for me is when I hear from the Lord it sounds just like just sounds like the Lord inside of my head it sounds like sounds like my own thoughts like my own stream of consciousness within my brain and the difficulty for me sometimes is that is that just my own thought or is that God trying to break in and um, one of the ways that I found that that's helpful to me to dis, to distinguish those two is if it's a thought, it sounds like my own thought, but it's also has like a flavor to it. That's not necessarily mine. Like, Oh, that, that thought is in my head, but that's not usually the things I'm thinking about or, 
Um, if there's a verse or something that keeps sticking with me or a name that keeps popping into mind over and over again. So when I get those things, I share them with, share them with my friend, share them with Bo sometimes. And one of the, one of the things that has stuck with me throughout this whole year is this verse um, from Jeremiah, Jeremiah 17, 8. Um, and it said, he is like a tree planted by water that sends out its roots by the stream and does not fear when heat comes for its leaves remain green and is not anxious in the year of drought for it does not cease to bear fruit. Uh, that, that, that has been a verse that has stuck with me and I've seen it over and over again. It's popped out. It's been something I've held on to throughout this year, which has been undoubtedly a very strange year. Um, 2020 has, you know, we, I don't think we can create a list long enough of all the challenges that it's presented to all of us um, and, and all the ways that it's, it's kind of thrown a wrench into our plans for the year. I think John said it at the beginning, um, you know, there, this, there's a lot of things we hoped for this year that didn't come true. Um, but so, so this year, all, all the challenges have kind of highlighted for me, um, uh, all, all the challenges of the year have kind of highlighted the things that have flourished and remained resilient despite all of the challenges. And, you know, this, this verse kind of has, has continuously popped out and stuck out to me, which is why I shared it with Bo. Uh, as, I, as I was reflecting back on... Um, Kind of, kind of the year, um, and why those things remained resilient. I was thinking about the the analogy of these trees and their deep roots. And so the winds blow, the storms come. The tree gets actually actually gets moved. You know, the, the winds will blow the tree, but the roots don't allow it to get blown over, and it pops back up. And so we get moved by these um, difficulties, these challenges. They affect us but the root system of those trees are allowed to remain resilient and weather the storm. And so um, I was thinking back on a lot of the, a lot of the teachings from this year and different, I'm feeling reflective. I always end up feeling reflective at the end of the year. That's kind of my, kind of one of my patterns. Um, I was thinking back, like, what is, what is this message? What is this verse? And Lord, what are you saying to our church through this verse here? I was thinking back on some of the, some of the passages that Bo preached on this year. John, John 10 was, uh, one of the messages that Bo, Bo, or one of the passages Bo preached on, um, and it's about the good shepherd and the flock and the sheep. And it starts with, um, Jesus is talking to the Pharisees, but he's saying, you know, therefore, very truly, I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who have come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep have not listened to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief only comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Jesus goes on to say, I'm the good shepherd and the good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep. So when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. And then the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it. The man runs away because he's a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. But I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me just as the father knows me and I know the father and I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that are not of this pen. I must bring them also. They too will listen to my voice and there shall be one flock and one shepherd. The reason my father loves me is that I lay down my life only to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down and authority to take it up again. This command I received from my father. And so, kind of part of the part of the 
that passage that stuck out to me was um, in these challenging times, there's a lot of things that come to try to grab our attention. There are robbers, there are thieves, there are wolves that come uh, to destroy us, to snatch us, to scatter us, to, um, to, to, to um, harm us. And in, in, in times of uncertainty, in times of challenge, in times of affliction, it's easy to lose the voice of, of the good shepherd and to be attra almost attracted by these thieves that come to, to steal us and these, um, these wolves that come to destroy. Um, an another passage that came to mind is Isaiah 30. And this is a, another passage that just, I, would, I was seeing it everywhere. Everywhere I was reading this passage, it kept popping out to me and I was sharing it with Bo. Um, Isaiah 30, Isaiah is a prophet. He's speaking to the nation of Israel. Um, Isaiah goes on and on and on and on and on. It's a huge book with lots of stuff in there. But he is talking to Israel about um, who they're looking to. They're God's chosen people, but they often, this is an analogy to me of my own, like every day, <laughs> you know, they're God's chosen people and they know God, they know God's voice. God came down and talked to them. He lived in a cloud, a pillar of fire before him day and night. And yet they, in this passage, Isaiah is saying, what are you looking back to Egypt for? Why are you looking to Egypt for your comfort? And in the history of Israel, Egypt was their captors. Egypt enslaved Israel. He oppressed them. He was, um, or Egypt was terrible to the Israelites. And yet here they are looking back fondly on Egypt for their comfort. You know, this is, it, it'd be better for us to be in Egypt. And, and, and Isaiah is saying, it's the Lord that you need to look to. Father is the one who will give you your comfort. It's, it's, it's the Lord that will provide rain for your seeds. And he will, he will be the one who will give you the, 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 um, the food and the sustenance that you need. And um, Isaiah is saying, you, got, you guys are actually despising the Lord. You're, you're not looking to him. You're looking back to Egypt. And um, another, another passage Bell preached on was Ephesians 4. Um, this is Paul writing a letter to the Ephesians. And he said, so Christ gave him, Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and the teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the son of God and become mature attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of people and their deceitful scheming. And, um, that, that passage stuck out to me in terms of it was it, it carried along this theme of the wolf who comes to steal or the, 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 the thief who comes to steal, the wolf who comes to snatch and scatter the sheep. Um, the Israelites who are looking to their own comforts, wanting to choose their own way versus choosing God's way. Ephesians talks about there, there are philosophy, there, there are teachings of man that distract us, that will come and, and lead us away from the father in the same way that when we choose our own way, we're led away from the father and back to Egypt. And when we don't listen to the voice of the shepherd, we get snatched up by thieves and wolves. Um, another passage from Paul is Colossians 2.8. He talks about 
Um, see to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy, which depends on human tradition and elemental spiritual forces of this world rather than on Christ. And as I was reflecting back on those passages, the, the theme of just, there's a lot of things that are vying for our attention, a lot of things that are um, wanting to distract us, that look enticing, that look incredible like Egypt, the land of oppression where that, that destroyed us. But yet, oh, we look back fondly on it as, hey, this is a place where I want to be instead of following the, the, the Lord. And um, just all kinds of things calling basically for, you know, for our allegiance and for our discipleship. And um, I think we're disciples, we're all disciples of something. Um, so as I was reflecting back on these, these passages, I was hearing a message from the Lord um, to turn to him, basically. And it was, it was a message of uh, encouragement, actually, you know, an invitation to return to the Father who loves us, who cares for us. Um, you know, in John, John 10, it's the sheep who hear the voice of the good shepherd who are safe, who flee from the crutches of their fear or of, of the thief and from the wolf. Isaiah 30, it's when Israel... Uh, one of the verses Bo and I were talking about just before the service, Isaiah 30, 15, Isaiah, or the Lord says to Isaiah to tell his people this, it's, it's in repentance and rest is your salvation in quietness and trust is your strength. Um, it's, it's when Israel turns to the Lord that they find their, their salvation, their rest, their quietness, their peace, their trust. Um, it's, it's those things that allowed Israel to weather through those storms. Um, in Ephesians, it's, um, it's when all the parts of the body are working together that unity and faith in Jesus can be attained and we can become mature. And in maturity, it's attaining the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Those, it's that maturity that allows us to resist the philosophies of men, to, to resist those um, uh, um, deceitful doctrines that try to entice us that that vie for our attention that grab and, and grab and try to get our um, allegiance and, and pull it away from the father and so the, the sense that I was having that I was sharing with Bo um, is that the Lord is inviting all of us to turn to him and uh, it's in turning to um, the father that we find our comfort our sustenance our safety our security uh, the, the life that I think all of us truly desire. And uh, it's in growing into that maturity uh, that our roots uh, can run deep. And when we have deep roots, it um, doesn't matter what the storm is. It doesn't matter what the year looks like. It doesn't matter that COVID has, you know, oppressed us, that has ruined, our, ruined all of our plans for 2020, might ruin all of our plans for 2021, hopefully not. Um, but if it does, it's okay. If you have, if you have deep roots and you can weather it and, um, you know, Jeremiah 17, eight, I just, I just love that verse. He is like a tree planted by water that sends out its roots by the stream and does not fear when heat comes for its leaves remain green and is not anxious in the year of drought for it does not cease to bear fruit. So as, as I reflect back on the year and as I think Think about the difficulties and the challenges. Um, 
I think the encouragement for the, for the body here today is from the Lord is to draw near to him. We know his voice, you know, his voice by spending time with him, by knowing his word, um, draw near to the father and, and grow in maturity and grow those deep roots so that when the challenges come, you might get blown away. I mean, you might get blown this way, or you might get blown that way. It's, it's not, it's not as if the waves don't, um, move us up and down, but we remain rooted knowing the father, knowing, knowing the voice of the good shepherd. So that that's the encouragement that I was hearing for the church this year. Um, that's what I was sharing with Bo and that, that he asked me to share with, uh, with the church today. So that's all I've got. Thanks, Bo. Tony, thank you. Thank you so much for sharing this morning. And I, I think that's it. So I wanted to do a little bit of something with you all, right. As we kind of even hear and reflect on this, this morning, right. To, I, and I, I loved that word, right. That deep rootedness. And Jesus even said the same thing. He's like, Hey, those who hear, my teachings and put them into practice, receive them and hold on to them. Well, it's like the one who builds their house on the rock and the rock is Jesus, right? His teaching. And so I love that last verse and, and that being rooted, right? And I, and I tell you what, yeah, that is a process. I mean, when we see trees that are rooted in this process, but you know what? It starts so simply for us, what Tony was encouraging us towards and what Jesus encouraged us towards and what the scriptures encouraged us today or this today. If you hear my voice, listen. That's it. Take hold of it. That's how we begin to get rooted today. And that was the verse of Hebrews 12, verse 25. Be careful that you do not refuse to listen to the one who is speaking. And so you may not feel rooted. You may not feel grounded. You may not feel like deep roots. You may not feel like you're flourishing. So I invite you, just pause and listen to the one who is speaking. So I want to give you five minutes and I'm going to send you into some groups. And I think it's just a process. And maybe you got nothing, maybe you got nothing to say. And maybe when you're there, you can just say, hey, I'm still hurting, right? And then the people there can pray for you. But as you go into these breakouts, I'd love for you just to say, what's grabbing your attention this morning? What, what are you hearing? We're going to give you five minutes and I should just pray for each other, right? What, what are you hearing? How are you processing this? How are you interpreting <clears throat> what has been shared today? So I'm going to send you into to breakouts and like groups of four or five. Uh, um, I got to remember how to, looking for my breakouts. Here we go. And while you're in there, just share with you what's grabbing your attention. And, and you can even just say one word, right? And allow people to kind of to pray for you. It's going gonna, it's gonna to assign you into those. And you got to click yes in order to go into it. And we're going to give you five minutes, right? Just to process, pray for each other, encourage each other, share with another person what you're hearing. Um, and then we'll dismiss for today. But we'd really love for you to participate with just a few people, right? Participate with them. So say, say yes to um, all the people who are, who are stepping uh, into, it looks like they're assigning a whole bunch of people into rooms. There we go, I got it now. Now we're gonna try, here we go. 
So you just need to say yes to these rooms. We're going to give you five minutes. I'll set a timer. I'll give you a one minute heads up. You can jump into those. Just share with the one. Just say yes. Jump in. Join a room. Share what's grabbing you this morning. What's standing out to you? Didn't get assigned, you just gotta hit okay. It will say join room. You can jump in and share what you're, what you're processing just for a couple minutes. Got the timer going. Appreciated that. Oh, there's Bo. <laughs> I was trying to figure out how to join a room, right? So I joined your guys's. Oh. All right. Uh, well, we're just we're okay. just trying to incorporate uh, a little bit of what you've been talking about today into our conversation, and uh, and Michelle having trouble with her asthma, so she's not on camera right now. Okay. Was there something that was standing out to you, any of you that you felt like God was saying? I was just going to say I appreciated the analogy 
I love a good analogy. It's so, you know, it just really makes things hit home a little bit more that analogy that, Hey, we can move, we could even lose a branch or, or break or crack, but we can still remain so rooted. Yeah. Mm -hmm. hmm. Do you think that God is trying, is kind of saying that to you today, Val, or sort of like, Hey, the broken branch or the swaying doesn't, right. It, it's not something oh, to yeah. be, to be like feared or, or it's not even an indictment against you. Right. It's like, no, keep going daughter. Right. Like you're doing good. Right? Yeah. Okay. Perfect analogy for most of this year. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. That's good. Like, yeah, they're, 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 and it's kind of that sense for me where it's like, hey, there's always new storms. Mm -hmm. right? This one definitely seems to be heightened, but there definitely is always new storms. So, well, even in the midst of this heightened storm, there's sunny days. You know, we've got, there's so many good things that have come out of this year and exhausting things and cracks and things that have happened, but yeah. That's good. Awesome. All right. I'm going to, Jeff, do you have anything? Well, for Lord, for thank you for that word to thou, right? And to kind of say that, hey, Lord, we can sway, we can get pushed. <laughs> the analogy to a broken branch, but we're not, we're not knocked over because we're in you. And Lord, for Michelle with her asthma, fill her lungs, Lord. Breathe, Lord, we pray. Amen. I'm going to let everybody know. They got 60 seconds. And then they're going to, we're going to throw them back in here and we're going to close it up. So. Okay. I'm going to jump out. Let me find the words again. They're in the chat. That's what I'm looking for. <laughs> In his love abiding, I shall not be moved. And in him confiding, I shall not be moved. Just like a tree that's planted by the water, I shall not be moved. Ah, yes. I was trying to, I was trying to find the melody for it. Uh, everybody's jumping back into the meeting now. All right. So they, you come back into the beautiful Marty singing. Almost Nate, they're still coming back in. I'm gonna sing. I'm gonna sing now that they're all coming back. <laughs> all right, Nate. Looks like all the meetings are shut down. So all right. Well, we're gonna um, wrap up our time together. But this was this is Isaiah 43, and as we were hearing um, so many reminders to return. I just sense like this was um, what the Lord was saying to us. And so, so this is Isaiah 43, um, verse one. It says, but now this is what the Lord says. Um, the God who is your creator, Jacob, and the one who formed you, Israel, do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. 
that those words resonate and kind of wash over you that God has redeemed you. I have redeemed you. I have called you by name and you are mine. So Lord, as the, um, the tempter comes, as the thief comes, as the enemy of our soul comes to attack, as the one who delights in darkness um, comes, Lord, for those who um, are caught in patterns that steal, kill, and destroy life. Oh, would you call us by name one more time? And may we receive from you that you have redeemed us. You're not asking us to work harder. You're not asking us to do more. You're asking us to receive from you that you have redeemed us and that life is not found anywhere else. And so whatever that means for us today, Lord, would you call us by name and we, may we respond and may we turn and may we repent and confess that we've looked for life and we've looked for water somewhere else. And Lord, would you meet us in that moment with your mercy and remind us again of the truth that you have redeemed us. You have called us by name and we are yours. That is the best news we could have heard today. Seal it in our hearts, Lord, and bind our hearts to yours. And we pray in Christ's name. Amen. We're going to lift the mute so we can chat together. And uh, we love you very much. And please continue to pray um, for our guests that are um, in the battle for, um, for their lives in the warming center and um, for the volunteers that are working with them, that they would be refreshed as they work alongside our neighbors uh, that are in need, that we would receive that refreshing. I give a uh, shout out to Tony. Thank you for sharing today, brother. Love you. And we'll lift the mute. Okay, you should be able to unmute yourself now. Facebook friends, goodbye. God bless you. Okay.